This is your announcer, Shannon Saint Mainframe, welcoming you to our IPO livecast. Rob is finally back in New York, and not a moment too soon. The bat houses in Orlando just weren't up to his standards. Nobody should have to witness an oiled-up goofy entirely white ease. Our IPO live cast starts now. You're muted, the worst Rob. part about that is that uh, it was a new sauna. And goofy just wouldn't take off his. It's just bad etiquette. But then it's like Wait, I didn't want to see so Goofy's private. So either way, it was I, a lot. I thought you were the Goofy. No. What? You're the top. I'm sorry. I did not attend any Orlando bathhouses while I was there. There was only one, to be clear. Boring. I see you I forget what it was called. But, uh, but welcome to the Metal Injection Livecast. It's it was called Epcot two. Center, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> it's episode 662. Well, the gays are mad at, at Disney right now. What's Didn't the guy apologize? Well, so you know how in Florida, welcome to the show, by the way, before before we get into that, welcome to the show. And I do want to mention our phone lines are back up. If you want to give us a call, it's 213-WIDE-NUT. That's 213-943-3688. And you can give us a call and be a part of the show. And we'd love to hear from you. How long have uh, we had WIDE-NUT? Has that been like five years already? At least. Possibly. Right. I think, I think it's, uh, but yeah, so in Florida, they're trying to pass this really dumb, uh, don't say gay bill. That's obviously not what the government is marketing it as, but, uh, essentially you're not allowed to mention any sort of homosexual activities up to third grade, uh, or even acknowledge I guess even if like the the child has gay parents, they can't talk about it in class or be asked about it. And if the if they are, you, the teacher's supposed to report it, and then their parents get called. It's just a really dumb fucking bill. So the way and it's uh, the the kids can't say it, or the teachers can't say it, or both. Both. Nobody's allowed to talk about it. I mean, right. I guess they're not going to get suspended, but if they say something, if the children say something, you're supposed to report it. As, and as what is what is the the penalty for saying some gay things? Uh, that that I do not know. But uh, seeing as though Disney is the largest employer in Florida, and looking at their donation records, they've been donating to the senators who are peddling this uh, prejudice bill. Mm-hmm. So state the gay right state senators, correct. Uh, and so the gays were like, Hey, Disney, you're all about, uh, you know, pandering to us. You have like these gay days at Disney world and try to pretend you're all inclusive, put your money where your mouth is mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, step up for us, say something. And Disney's first response was the most hilarious corporate response that I ever, it was like, unbelievable meme bait which was essentially they're like we're not going to stop donating to senators we're not going to say anything but we're going to up our lgbt inclusion in our movies to have more representation or some shit like that (laughs) like that's going to make a difference uh and obviously that was not enough and i guess it got 
so much blowback <laughs> that they've now pulled back on that. And uh, just today or yesterday, the president of Disney, Apollo, like, you know, he's like groveling now, <laughs> you know, and, and being like, oh, I'm so sorry. And they're pulling their donations after all from these uh, from the OK. And uh, uh, Speculum Fight in the comments points out that Pixar's LGBT plus uh, LGBTQ plus employees put out a statement, too, that they were against this. And so, yeah, even like employees within Disney were not happy with this. And so they realized the the mess that they started. And so it became a problem. Rob, I heard the first uh, plan A before all this blew up, they were going to digitally um, insert Randy Rainbow into Moana. I don't know if that oh, was... Oh, no! A... <laughs> like, sexually? Oh, that's, <laughs> yes. how, that's how... That was how they were going to combat yes. the don't say gay thing? Both ways. Inserting... <laughs> yeah. They were going to insert Randy Rainbow into the movie digitally, and his visage would be inserted digitally into Moana. <laughs> no, that's terrible. Is Moana a kid anyway? You can't do that. That's I don't know. Horrible. She's probably older now. I didn't actually see the movie. <laughs> Me neither, but like that came out what, like 20 years ago? So she must be of no. age. No, Moana came out like a decade ago, maybe. Yeah. No, the Ten, the Rock. Ten years ish. Less than oh. I, I was thinking 2016. Okay, 2016. You're thinking of you think of Lilo and Stitch, probably. Is no, similar, what am I? Maybe Pocahontas. Movie. Maybe I'm thinking of Pocahontas. Oh, that's old, old as shit. Yeah, movie. I think that's what I was thinking of. That's like late nineties Pocahontas, right? That's yeah. That's so Moana. You may may still be underage. <laughs> I apologize. Uh, and yeah. uh, I, now that we're talking about this, I can't I can't stop thinking about. Uh, and tell us what so, other underage cartoon characters you want to fuck. Oh, you sick pervert, you freak. What? I don't know. <laughs> what the fuck are you talking about? Sometimes you know, Sid. Sometimes you really take it. <laughs> A little too far. Too far? <laughs> too far. You know. I, okay, so I wanted to play this clip of Ron DeSantis, who's the governor, and uh, he does this, like, epic clapback at a reporter uh, about this bill. Uh, so hold on. I, I want to play this. And just, like, how dumb this footage is. Uh, we're, we're starting off on a political political moment here on the on the live cast now that I'm back at my home studio uh let me just load this up i thought that was another airbnb behind you <laughs> no this is this is home base i like in the comments polar knights points out that the three of us are like the perfect evolution of beard growth between if if you started darren and, and, and then rob <laughs> oh, so i'm, well, the, I'm the neanderthal of beard growth is that what you're saying? <laughs> i suppose I uh, you almost never go without a beard on this show. This is a rare thing. I usually have the most uh, hobo-like scraggle. I feel. <laughs> yeah, look at us. Rob's is fully nice dark chocolate. Mm, I've yeah, got the I've tra- yeah, it's salt and pepper, trim. mostly salt. And uh, I'm, my, my, my I'm pathetically are... clinging to my long gone youth by shaving my face and hoping it makes me look eight years younger. <laughs> My, I'm getting the salt in my in my pepper beard, unfortunately. Oh. But anyway, here's this dumb fucking Ron DeSantis clip. Which is like, fuck you, Ron DeSantis, by the way. Does it say that in the bill? Does it say that in the bill? I'm asking you to tell me what's in the bill because you are... This is a, a wonderful uh, Republican tactic. They are pushing a really shitty fucking bill, and then when they get asked on it, 
they make a big scene of the semantics yeah to kind of come off like like the like like you're overreacting yeah it's literally it literally is a don't say gabe i mean it's literally what it is that's the entirety of what it is I get they could argue you you know like it's like so there's not going to be any pictures of boys and girls kissing you know like because it's like you're not supposed to talk about sex. Do you it's, see it's how more general? I love right now in the freeze frame how angry the guy over his shoulder is. Like he's ready to fight. The, <laughs> the guy, guy in the glasses. Only Anderson. Like, how dare you question this man of authority? <laughs> Fucking like, fake news media. This is the uh, casting call for the Irish Sopranos. <laughs> <laughs> the leprechaun I'm, I'm asking you to tell me what's in the bill because you are pushing it's forward. almost like he hasn't even read it like no i've asked oh, he definitely hasn't read it. <laughs> what's in it no seriously what's in it yeah. <laughs> close narratives in. it doesn't matter what critics say well, it says it bans classroom instruction on sexual identity and gender orientation oh. for who look at the look at his face he's like damn it he did read the bill you got <laughs> damn me. it you got me it bans classroom instruction on sexual identity and gender orientation. I for who? For, for, for grades pre-K through three. So five-year-olds, six-year-olds, seven-year-olds. And um, the idea that you wouldn't be honest about that and tell people what it actually says, it's why people don't trust people like you because you peddle false narratives. And so we disabuse... Hey, look at it. Like, what false narrative? What false narrative? You just it's reworded like, okay. what the guy said. Yeah, he's like, yeah. well, it's only for until grade three. You could say gay in grade four. So stop, stop pulling <laughs> this false narrative where, where it's like, ah, uh. this is and like a sketch where where Bradley Cooper is about fifty five in a few years, <laughs> and he hosts SNL, and he's a little bloated. <laughs> that's what this reminds me of. Uh, Except Bobby totally, Moynihan behind him. <laughs> and I just want to really say to, to the people at home who might be reasonable uh, you know and and have don't have problems with game might think well hey what's the problem like what's the maybe you know being that young you should learn about uh gay people and i want to be clear uh let me be clear it's not about like teaching about what gay sex is it's oh. nothing it's nothing sexual that's you the- just can't even you can't even talk about like in in more disnified term like love. You can't talk about like two boys can love each other or two girls can love each other. You can't even say that. And the where wh- who it really affects is there are there are people who are born with being gay totally visible, totally visibly gay. They cannot hide the fact as as a, a boy they're too effeminate or as a girl they're like a tomboy, and they're gonna get they're going to feel totally disenfranchised and like they're going to get bullied and they can't talk about it. Teachers can't talk to them about it and like reassure them that it'll be fine. It would, it would be illegal. So it's like, why are we punishing these fucking poor, you know, poor kids? And what, what, let's be real. I mean, all these kids have the internet. They're probably explaining what docking is to their parents. (laughs) (laughs) True. (laughs) We need to log on the other way. Don't, don't honestly, kids can't like, say this to their parents. Do we want teachers that live in Florida to handle this anyway? Do we trust them to do this right? Maybe it's for everyone's benefit to like keep that conversation out of the schools. I don't know. Yeah. Well, it's also like it's just also ambient. Like you know, it's not like the teachers gonna interrupt class and talk about gay marriage. I feel like it's just more about when it comes up you know or, or yeah. when, or when a child goes to them thing. with issues 
It's so cynical because it's like you're never going to talk about like princesses falling in love. You know, like you're going to talk about that stuff. Who also who, wait? What? Like a fairy? Like where is the line? Like why is it okay to talk about fairy tales where princes and princesses fall in love? You know why is that okay for children to be exposed to at a young age? But 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 if a prince falls in love with another prince, but it, where is far? that happening? In, in like children's books, I'm saying if there's children's books like this, like, the, like if you a know, kindergarten teacher reads a book, to like the there's their, their, their argument, their bad faith argument mm -hmm. is essentially like, you know, it's too young for children to know about this sort of thing. It's like, mm -hmm. know about what thing, like know about love. So like, you're not going to show them fairy tales and stuff like that about getting, you know what I'm saying? Like, why is it only weird for them to learn about same sex relationships, but not, you know, opposite sex relationships? I think also one thing is that, you know, even if we try to like I sometimes try to follow Rob's uh, ideal of being open minded about everybody, even people that seem repulsive. Like, mm -hmm. what is this person's motivation <laughs> like? And I know that there's people who are insulated and they and they are they believe being gay is wrong, but they're not bad people. Like this is the only information that's ever been funneled into their brain. And maybe they do actually care about people, and I'm willing to accept that. But even if that was true, this is a dumb, like it's a dumb way to enforce that. Even mm -hmm. if you did think it was true, you're just gonna like go to. The, you can't say this in school. Do you think that's yeah. ever going to work? I feel like what the thought process is for the people who actually, in good faith, believe in this bill and not are just using it to get votes. Mm -hmm is that they honestly believe that being gay is a choice. It is not a way you're born. And so why let the kids know that they have that choice? Mm -hmm. If you don't want the kid to choose to be gay, mm -hmm. then let's just not even present that as a possibility. And maybe they won't choose it. And they think right. that's going to solve the issue of being gay. Exactly. Yeah, that's and it's, and so <laughs> you're totally right. That's all no. it is. And it's but are, so are, are schools the number one place that children learn about being gay? I mean, I don't really No, feel it's the church. Okay. <laughs> well that's probably the best advertisement for them not to be gay because it's like they're... i'm saying but that's where they learn like oh boys can touch other boys yes when mm. they're a priest but, right <laughs> but they get the false impression that being right. gay is all about uh an old withered man raping you so, right you know, and the... what's so weird we need more hot like... priests <laughs> right is that oh, and, and and it's it's interesting because i feel like uh the younger generation uh, of gays like uh gen z gays they're so much more well adjusted than millennial gays mm -hmm. like you know i came out of the closet uh when i was an adult and i it was like a really tough thing for me but i feel like with the following generation because when i was growing up when i was in my childhood years it was still something that was kind of frowned upon and uh embarrassing but i feel like in my teen years and in my 20s uh in media being gay was kind of like destigmatized cool. yeah and like almost cool everybody wanted to be sean hayes uh <laughs> oh, wow. bad choice <laughs> no that no th but that's that i'm saying that's when i was growing up like the fall that that was like the beginning of it but like the af like five to seven years after that there was plenty more representation, and especially I, nowadays. And I feel like it's it's noticeably helped to the following generation where it's not like they're not ashamed. They're not dealing with 
the fact that they're gay as difficult. And I, you know, I'm, I'm being very general here because obviously I'm sure in more conservative areas, it was still probably difficult, but in like, as in the way that society treated it, it was much easier uh, to be gay. And I feel like perhaps for Republicans now, that's like, they can't handle that. <laughs> so they're really trying to anything they can like this dumb shit. Yeah, to try to curb that because I don't know, like why, like you know what I mean. I think they still uh, don't also, accept it. It's also the to the other way now. It's like I think it's socially. Um, it's like uh, it costs you social capital to be anti-gay. I think it's more stigmatized to be a bigot. Now. Right. Yes, which was the complete opposite. <laughs> I feel you know, 15, 20 years ago, things have really turned around. But also, we live in New York, like you said. Yeah. So this is. Uh, yeah. Oh, this- that was that was the wild thing about being in like Florida, in Orlando, and in Tampa too. Is like, oh, this is a whole, this is this side of America exists, <laughs> you know, and just Tampa's uh, real, really not bad. Tampa. I'm sorry, uh, Daytona Beach. Oh, but Tampa is really. I mean, St. Peter's Daytona Beach was one Tampa, brutal. but yeah. Uh, all right. But let's move on from these bigots to another Dave bigot. Oh. <laughs> well, ex bigot, bigot uh, who knows how to keep his mouth shut a little better. Yeah, later. finally learned. So uh, we love Dave Mustaine here on the metal uh, on RIP live cast. Uh, oh, before yeah. before we go, Dusty Modes, Dusty Rose Muffler says. Uh, when did you know you were gay, Rob? Tuesday. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, I've known I was. When did I accept I was gay? Is different from when I knew it. When I knew I was gay, it was like a kid. I've I've talked about it, uh, like, but only because your teacher brought it up. When did you stop <laughs> fighting it? Uh, when I stopped fighting, it was when I lived with Sid. Actually, when I was on my own, and it was like, oh, this is something I want to. <laughs> explore you just like, found me irresistible I, I, you couldn't no stop thinking um, about it you look well, how quickly you said no <laughs> no 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 not with that back hair uh god damn it's just something to grip while you're uh, pounding me uh what you know what it was it was uh chat roulette that, 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 really, <laughs> that really did it because... oh did you go on like looking at girls and like trying to force yourself to look at girls and then you realize oh well let's just check the guys out you know and see no i did not try to force myself to look at girls i just immediately went for the... by that point i was like oh. watching gay porn regularly it's just i was like oh i'm not gonna do this i'm I not gotcha. gonna pursue that seek this out in real irl uh, but then I had a, uh, I guess you would call a camming experience, a cyber sex experience with another oh, guy wow. from Australia. Uh, or so he said. Thank so, you. Well, I, mean, I mean, he had a, he had an accent. Uh, oh, you I talked. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, and uh, it, it was like, was I home this when this happened? happened? No, this was uh, maybe you might have. been. This was actually like really late at night. So you might have been home. Uh, and uh, Sid was the Australian guy, he just used like a <laughs> face tune, and then I was just like, Oh, I want to, like, I guess I should, like, this. It felt, uh, it felt like something I should continue exploring. Like, I really was like, Oh, like, if I have this desire, like, I, you know, it's not going to be suppressed. So, Sid had a didgeridoo I... and a picture of a koala behind him. He's like, I'm from Australia, mate. <laughs> <laughs> Let's jack off. <laughs> 
You know, I think what we've learned from that whole story is that Ron DeSantis should be less focused on schools and more focused on banning people from living with Sid. <laughs> that, that will stop homosexuality in this country. I'm definitely banned from Florida, so I don't think he has to worry. <laughs> All right. So Megadeth is on the verge of, of a tour, and they're going to be putting out an album later this year. So Dave Mustaine is in promo mode. Mm. And he was interviewed by my friend Graham at Loudwire. Mm. And the whole interview is actually pretty fun. Hopefully, he's uh, very beautiful. That's what he said about Graham. <laughs> oh, well, uh, definitely go check out the whole interview. I want to play a few clips from it. Sure. Hopefully, Loudwire won't pull this video because we do it. But <laughs> we'll see. We'll see how it goes. Uh, so here, Graham asks Dave about one of the songs on the album, uh, Dogs of Chernobyl. And by the way, this is a Zoom interview, so we get to see Dave's face. It's very Ooh. nice. Can see Dave's oh, office. Oh my god! And I have to say, like, uh, I don't mean this as, as a burn, but I feel like Dave is slowly morphing into like Ozzy Osbourne. See if you see he, what I'm talking about. He looks like the Hunchback of Notre Dave. Uh, <laughs> oh, come on! <laughs> I was wondering, uh, with that song in mind, <laughs> the album titles that are referenced to like nuclear apocalypse uh so you talk the song title is dogs of chernobyl by the way what's the album is uh, the album title too i'm not sure if the album title same type of stuff yeah well it's a metaphor of course uh, <laughs> it's a uh, metaphor of course you know what that is right <laughs> <laughs> you know it's talking about um, in chernobyl when everybody evacuated and there was a show on the TV that Just came evacuated. out somewhere around the beginning of the songwriting process on this record. And I remember seeing some. Can you pause it? Sorry. And I was. Did he just literally start this answer by saying, well, of course, it's a metaphor, but really it's about the exact literal thing that I was talking about <laughs> when the people evacuated. Well, no, he's gonna explain. He's gonna explain how it's oh, a metaphor. He, first, right. he's explaining the 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 occurrence, <laughs> and then he will explain the metaphor. A metaphor is when you really say moved. the exact thing you mean directly. Oh my god! El Dudorito says he looks like a haggard Christina Hendricks. <laughs> oh, my god. oh my god! It's true. Nightmare fuel. So I thought that the writing on it was just fabulous. And and um, I, all I kept remembering was, you know, and imagining in my head what it would feel like, you know, if here you are, uh, you're at your home, and then one siren later, it's time to leave Whoa. forever. You can never go back. What about the people that are nutty who didn't evacuate? I had a guy I was playing music with, Graham. He was the drummer in a band I was in. And uh, it wasn't Lars. And it wasn't <laughs> anybody after Lars either. Um, it was prior to that. So um, I remember one time his house was for sale. And he came from really rich parents. And they had to put a tent over the house. Do you know what that is? Oh, for bugs a, and stuff? A tent? Yeah. Yes, I know yeah. what a tent So is. this guy, who was absolutely normal by all intents and appearances, right? Um, he and I go out drinking this night, and then he 
says it's time to go home. And what does he do? He goes to his old pad and he crawls underneath the tent inside of his house and he goes and sleeps in there and gets up (laughs) morning and carries on life like nothing happened. And now you're just like, what is he? Why is he telling the story? Here, I'll explain it. You know, there are people like that, that when they say, get out of Chernobyl, they won't, they won't leave. See, that's the metaphor. So here's what the song really is about. Um, It says, um, uh, Whoa, Dave showed off the, (laughs) Dave really showed off the hairline here. He's davening. Yeah, something. He's having a stroke or he's davening. Wherever I look, I see your face. It's haunting me. And uh, you left me behind. You just left like a dog in Chernobyl, because that was one of the things that was the most touching about the interview was having the dogs. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, if you're a dog... Wait, owner, what interview? What the fuck is he talking about? Dogs. I'm lost. The, touching about the interview and having the dogs. First, he's talking about the HBO show Chernobyl, saying, I think. Or I, am I think he might have seen the documentary about Chernobyl, and he saw an interview... I don't know. And then he's talking about that. You see the look of the dog's face. I don't know if you've seen it right now. I'm seeing the look of a dog's face (laughs) in Chernobyl (laughs) after radiation poisoning. (laughs) I don't know if you've seen Chernobyl. It's a fascinating fictional show about what might happen if a reactor exploded. You can see expressions on the dog's faces. If you're a pet owner, you can see expressions on most animals uh faces and i remember seeing the the dogs you know they weren't saying i'm fucked if you know what i mean but if they because dogs can't talk (laughs) except for that goofy in the bathhouse they were putting out you know and and um I thought, you know, that that is exactly the feeling I want to try and convey in this song. You know, they're breaking up and she's leaving him behind like one of the fucking dogs in Chernobyl. There you go. Boom. And and it turned out that is one of the heaviest songs on the record. Mm. That's all. Uh, and then so then Graham. Asked Could I just him, say preemptively yeah. R.I.P. this week stands for radiation in puppies. <laughs> <laughs> Also, I thought it was pretty funny to hear Damon saying uh, talk about dogs because we know about his history <laughs> with dogs in Metallica. Because, um, you know, James kicked his dog. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Deuterino chat in the chat asks Is Nick Menza going to write songs about the dogs of Fukushima? <laughs> Nick Menza's dead, you insensitive fuck. Yeah, he's forced to write shitty Megadeth songs the rest of his eternity in hell. Uh, Dusty Rosebuffer writes He's capitalizing on what's going on between Russia and Ukraine. I don't think so because this this album and song were probably written like a year or two ago. Before Come on. Really... How hard is it to stick Chernobyl into some dumb song that he wrote, though? Come no, on. I'm saying. It used to be the dogs of Vladivostok. (laughs) Quickly changed it up. All right. So uh, in this clip, uh, Graham of Loudwire asks him, hey, you know, this is a pretty long gap between Megadeth albums. Not usual. You guys are pretty much on a two or three year album cycle. Has the longer gap allowed you to work on the songs more? And here's what Dave says. Well, um, I think you're being very kind with um, ignoring the fact that I was really uh, out of um, my mind. I I wasn't 
I was out of order, for lack of a better term, going through the cancer stuff. So, yeah. you know, I tried to heal as quick as possible. I've been cancer free for two and a half years now. And, um, you know, when it when it happened, I didn't. Part of me was like, no, I don't. I don't have fucking cancer. You're kidding. <laughs> you know, but uh, I, I certainly. Dave's uh, anti-vaxxness coming out here a little bit. No, I don't, I don't know that. It and you know, I worked really hard to get rid of He's it. A chemo I denier. Did as much as <laughs> possibly physically training. You know, I wasn't down with going and lifting weights and everything like that. But as much as I could do anything else that was exercise uh, that appealed to me, I was trying. You know, and and I feel right now healthier than I've uh, felt since I was diagnosed. Yeah, I believe that I've got a. Uh, a lot of grace in this area and that I, I believe I'm going to get better. I, I think my singing has improved and I think that's going to get way better too, because I, <laughs> I want it now before, you know, Oh, I he didn't want like it I before. It. Now, whether I deserve it or not, I fucking want it. I want to play. I want to go out and just shred on my guitar and people go, I can't believe that he, is a lot right. and then here's like just him rambling which i really enjoyed wait wasn't that all that we've heard so far i guess so but here's, Rob, a, here's a, i only yeah. has a question for you play this again did either of you see the television show dark yes no the series oh mm -hmm. well i want to point out that show was easier to follow than this interview <laughs> <laughs> fuck what is he talking about oh i i mean i know cancer was involved that's about all i know both things focused on a nuclear power plant also. <laughs> yeah, right. Is he just a time traveler from nuclear Germany? <laughs> uh -oh. The twist is that Graham is Dave Mustaine, like the young <laughs> talking to himself. He's one of five Dave Mustaines. You know, there's, there's things that... There's a lot oh. to manage in life, right? This is, leave this sure. on. This is more interesting. <laughs> Hold on, let me get through this ad. We don't need to give these free ads to these corporations. They could buy them. But I want to mention, Dave Massane, if you're listening, give us a call. 213-WIDE-NOT, 213-943-3688. Here's Dave rambling on about, uh, about other artists. They worked really hard for, and it would be nice to get a thank you or or to get a um, add a boy and stuff like that. I've never been that dude. You know, I, I, I was never uh, striving for the approval of other people. Oh, yeah, really? At some point, <laughs> it mattered to me, but it wasn't something that I felt incomplete without. Now there were uh, people around me that I was. Uh, witnessing getting uh, others kiss their ass for things that they had done or contributed to that they really had nothing to do with or you know they were getting um, uh, awards and stuff like that for playing parts that they never wrote or or um so on and so forth stuff like that and 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 that's always kind of a bummer like when you remember the whole paula abdul thing like what coming in there and singing her parts and 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 her trying to allegedly singing her parts Do, don't we all just constantly think back to the big paula abdul <laughs> controversy how do you bring that up and not millie vanilli which is like the more oh. well-known Oh, oh does he? Oh no! Oh no! 
that uh, she um, was trying to say that that was really her voice, just like when Millie Vanilli did that too. Remember those fucking guys? What a silly guy! Yeah, that was fun. Yeah, that was fun. I love it. You're gonna get a. Uh, and then let's see. There's one more thing. Uh, Graham asks him about what makes a good tour, and this allows Dave to go on a very awkward rant about concert promoters. So let's, let's do that. A little similar. Like you see the promoters now. You go and, and you see there's four or five bands. They're all the same, Ooh. right? And they're all baby bands, so nobody draws fucking anyone. And the tickets that they would sell the other seven bands on the bill would sell those same exact tickets. So it's like, what kind of a fucking ticket promoter are you? You're, you're not a, you're not a concert promoter. You're a salesman. You know, you don't know how to put together a really good tour. So, so that's important too. you know, knowing how the bands kind of like that cross indication when you take NyQuil and heroin, <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, oh dear. Oh dear. Also, like, what is it? Like, I love this little sway that he does here. Let's go back. You're not a concert promoter. You're a salesman. Hey, guys, I like drugs. That's important to you, knowing how the band. This, here we go. Look at this little dance he's doing. Is there no heat in his home? He's wearing like a fucking bubble jacket indoors. <laughs> what is eight ball jacket from 1991? Doesn't he live in, he the lives South? in California or no? Uh, I guess he lives in Tennessee. He might live in Tennessee. either one. It shouldn't be that cold. Yeah. When, Dave, when you, it's uh, not even that cold here. You have to. Yeah. He's a frail man. Yeah, apparently, so it's going to happen. We did a concert one time in Europe, and it was us, Oasis, REM, uh, Faith, no name dropping, and Bo Diddley. Wow. And to talk about a diverse show, it was fantastic, but it was a little bit too diverse. Oh. <laughs> but I liked that better than the cookie cutter approach to most yeah. promoters where they just get bands that are the same. It's like, you know, you have the imagination of a fart. Too, too many Bo Diddley fans, if you know what I mean. You have, yeah. you have the imagination he's, of a fart. <laughs> he's about to start talking about African women's vaginas again. He's, seriously, Jesus he Christ. He never said yeah, that, he Darren. He was misquoting. Like, you know, you have the imagination <laughs> of a fart. And come on, you're supposed to be a concert promoter. What up? What up? I believe when the fans have. <laughs> oh, you don't like uh, Bo Diddley fans, but you'll appropriate their AAVE, huh? Dave. <laughs> uh, so definitely check out that interview. He wow. actually talks about the, the album as well, but good to check in with Dave. And that was all via cameo, right? He did that whole thing. <laughs> Should we check in with his cameo? Oh, God, did, I guess. How much so. did Graham pay for that? No, it was a promo for the album. Even a... still, you got to pay Dave. He doesn't do this shit for free. Even album promo, somebody's got to pay him. Uh, <laughs> um, that's not what I said. <laughs> All right, let me get this going. It's been a while since we've checked in with uh, Dave's cameo. Yeah. It's very much a... We're not officially a metal injection property anymore. Not, you know, Dave doesn't come up as much. So it looks like he recorded his intro. Let, let's let's uh, hear mm. that. He's a fake background of oh, Times shit. Square. Meet the real me. Hey, I'm David ah! and this is Cameo. Ah! I'd like to invite you to send a greeting from me to your friends, such as a birthday greeting, a wedding, a Christmas. 
to force this fuck, something like that. You know what you want to say. Just get creative. Uh-huh. Anyways, thanks for reaching out to me. Uh, welcome to Cameo and have a great 2022. Am I imagining really good things, money. Or, really. or is he? Is he? Get, did he age a lot since we checked in on these? He looks worse. He looks oh, like looks his face is puffy. Yeah, he definitely looked worse in that interview. Hello, me. Meet the real me. Oh, yeah? Hey, Peter. It's Dave Mustaine, it's bro. How are you, bro? I hear it's your birthday soon, and you're gonna be thirty. That's pretty pretty freaking cool i remember when i turned 30 my wife had a surprise birthday party he's wearing another puffy jacket here but that's That's indeed it's a brand i respect now he's ripping off run dmc (laughs) and uh, she tricked me everybody was in the backyard and i'd gotten home from kickboxing class and um she goes, oh, Dave, Zeus is in the back. Zeus is my dog. Zeus is in the backyard, and he cut his paw on a sprinkler. And I went, my yeah. dog. Because, <gasps> you know, we didn't have kids yet. And uh, Zeus was Dave my loves baby. his pets. So I ran into the backyard, and everybody goes, surprise. And I thought, get out of the way. Where's my dog? And then I went, oh, my God, surprise party for me. And it was so funny because <laughs> they had a pinata for me to to try and smack oh my god was it Lars that. and my my uh, instructor from um, kickboxing had followed behind me and, and arrived uh, Rob can you fast not, forward uh, 12 minutes into this interview you know, camera, please. and while I was swinging at the pinata he kept going six o'clock six o'clock he's got a, a, a very interesting accent and I, I was hearing him but I had n- no idea what he was. I can't believe he's still talking. All right, let's move on. Yeah, what the fuck? Oh man, a lot of birthdays here. I, I guess this is a good birthday gift to a, a Megadeth fan. Like, that's nice. It's nice in theory, but then he just talks about shit from yeah. forty-seven years ago that no one cares about. <laughs> Hello, me. Oh Meet my god, he just does it. Hey, Janelle, it's Dave Mustaine from Megadeth reaching out to tell you. So happy. He told me after, and I felt like such a donkey. What's going on there? Are there two pieces of audio? Let me reload. Somebody was a donkey. I was very confused. Let's do it again. Uh, What's going on? Hello, me. Meet the real me. <laughs> hey, Danelle. It's Dave Mustaine from Megadeth reaching out to tell you a happy 50th birthday. April 13th. Wow. <laughs> the 13th. You know, 13 is a number that shows up in my life all the time. I wow. Was on the 13th, too. Did you know that? The 13th of September. And, We're both Virgos, uh, Dave and I. Started playing guitar when I was 13. We have an album called 13. Yeah, all kinds of great You're stuff. You're 107 like years and old. Every number has come up at some point. Tu mes amis, je He just thinks he's Maurice Chevalier. He's speaking in tongues. Oh, he's in bed. Oh no! What the fuck? It doesn't even look. It looks like Lee Hello, Schreiber. Me. Meet the real me. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Hello, Schreiber. It's Dave Mustaine from Megadeth, and I am playing doctor here at my house. And I'm I... sick, and I'm just here, uh, laying next to her in bed with the puppies. 
There's a Romeo back there. Oh. You just saw a mink walk across me. Wait, who's sick that he's laying in bed with? His wife? His wife. So wait, his wife is stuck in bed sick. I'm so stoked for you. And his way of like nursing her to health and keeping her company is by just laying next to her and loudly recording cameos? Yeah, hey, why don't you watch the fuck? Baby, look. It's money for the family. This is good I money. Yes, three hundred dollars a pop. Uh, Make her some 20, fucking 20, soup. 30. He's probably making two hundred dollars a pop here. If you take away cameos fee, the management fee, probably one fifty. Let's getting that wardrobe pays for itself. <laughs> for you, I'm glad you adore me. I love you too, and and I'm glad you like Megadeth. That's cool stuff. Um, I wish I knew where you're from. Uh, your name sounds like it's uh, Mediterranean, and, oh, and especially Rizos. That's a cool name too. So I love when um, old people play guess the nationality. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna pull out my head calipers and see what race you are. <laughs> <laughs> That's the name of the new album, Phrenology. Yeah, Front Chernobyl Phrenology. <laughs> I'm gonna need your 23 and Me profile before I record nice this cameo. That number comes up a lot too. Yeah, it's a big number <laughs> in my life. <laughs> I, mean, I wanted 14 to say words is another one that comes up. Oh no! <laughs> 1488, just a coincidence. Oh, I don't know why. No! Congratulations no. <laughs> <laughs> to you and to Dan or your special D, and uh, just tell you how happy I am for you. And oh. now that you've found that special someone and you've All made right. a commitment. All right, that's enough. Wait, she's the same race as you, right? Before I record this thing. Oh. <laughs> what was that? I can't hear you sound Romanian. He's doing accents of his jujitsu accent uh, guy. There's a lot going on. For fuck's sake. This is the reform Dave Mustaine, by the way. This is the, like, toned down. Can you imagine, Rob? Can you imagine if he was doing if cameo existed in like 2012? Oh my oh, god! Boy. Everything would be pure racism and Alex Jones shit. Just yeah, anti-Obama, like, but <laughs> in the most racist way. Oh, yeah, that was a wild time. That was a wild time as well because uh, he was saying all this dumb shit, and it got to a point where it was like all right are, are we making fun of this like uh, writing about it or are we just kind of giving him a platform at this point <laughs> to say this stupid shit and, and, and it, it it became like a bit of an ethics question and i don't I, I don't know where you land on that but i say that platforming people to ridicule them is always good i don't i don't ever have a problem with that i mean I may get to uh, a point where you think, well, if it, if it's blotting out like coverage of things you think are more important, that's a different issue. Well, you know, Rob didn't like, think anything on metal injection was more important than this type of a story. Well, but it's not like it blocked anything out. We still covered the music right. and whatever. You know, like there's no finite amount of coverage on on a website. I think the but, only way to make this stuff go away is to air it and then show how stupid it is and well my counter to you is that there are people who are on the fence who would read that and just because you're making fun of it doesn't mean they accept the mocking that you're doing and it, it could then backfire where they're like hey you're being really unreasonable here and then like you're still ultimately airing out their uh grievances or whatever and people are reading what they're saying even if you're mocking it 
you know, they're going to see your mocking and it's ultimately up to them. I guess I'm, I'm, I'm being kind of a Rick Scott kind of guy. I was just going to like, that. don't say conservative. Right. It's <laughs> not because those people are not going to be converted just because you played my, it. My argument. Yeah. My argument is essentially don't mention it. Oh, you mean Ron DeSantis? So, yeah. Hashtag we're, we're, don't oh, say Scott, Dave. Yeah. They're all the same <laughs> yeah. to me. Hashtag don't yeah, say Ron Dave. Yeah. <laughs> That's the episode title. Don't say Dave. <laughs> they, yeah, like you they're not those people are finding it because they already think that. And that you know they're right, not... right. But then I don't know. I, I go I, I certainly see your point and, and I see the flaw in my argument, but after a while I was just like, all right, no, we've I covered think, this already. I think it's a fair argument and it's a fair thing to think about and it's a good to be open-minded and debate that in your mind but that where i would land down is like i don't think we got rid of people you know people even the most right-wing media establishment figures will not say the n-word now like the real word yeah mm -hmm. because it's been shamed not because they're such nice people that they love they love black people. It's because the social capital for that is too costly for them to say it. And that was but just by mocking them is by all in the family. It's by all this, you know, media making fun of bigots. Like, I feel like you have to not necessarily metal injection doesn't have to make the choice to do it. You know what I mean? But it's mm -hmm. someone someone doing that to me is never bad. I mean, you have to do it. But I mean, I can never I never think it's a unethical choice to do it is what I'm trying to say. That's fair. Well, uh, turning to world news, uh, you know, it's been kind. Of, it's been very tough to watch some of the stuff coming out of Ukraine, and uh, just following the news and just kind of seeing a lot of odd coverage and and odd people getting screen time, like mistaken cameo. Yeah, <laughs> but I do want to. Uh, share this clip, which is easily the best thing. A little moment of reprieve from the gloom <laughs> of Ukraine. Uh, this was on a UK news broadcast. Here we go. Because where all that noise is coming from, where all that military sound that you're hearing, there are civilians there at the end of that. Terrified civilians. That the, is the, terrifying. It, we, look, these are some of them. And also, I love that she calls it military sounds. It's bombs and explosions. <laughs> That's military sounds. Yes. Like the way the mainstream media is sanitizing war is, is pretty weird. And at the same time, they're trying to say how scary it is, too. Yeah. The whole point of this is like, I think civilians. this lady might just not be great at her job. Possible. Military um, sounds. Yeah, I've never Again, heard it described that way. A small gaggle of, of, of um, journalists. A here. small gaggle of journalists. She couldn't here. even think of the word journalists. I think this woman might just be having a stroke. <laughs> um, uh, what are we again? Guys, remind <laughs> me. What are we doing here? Talk into mic news into television camera. <laughs> remember that woman that had a stroke on the Yes. Air? Yeah, what was her name again? I don't remember the name. It was like a California like news. Thing, right i don't yeah i don't know where I remember what the context was maybe some was, award show or something that was scary so, no yeah, i think she was um, doing some kind of news who like, were, who were trying to get into the city mm. to talk to some of the civilians and these are the coaches that they're being Look, it's one of the dogs of on. chernobyl 
Let's just take a quick look inside before, just to get a quick. Does anyone speak English here? Hi, how, what was it like in there? Where you, you've just come from Erpen or somewhere yeah, else? We were on circle. Uh... I want to point out that, like, okay, imagine you are fleeing for your yeah, life. Like, there are bombs not 10 minutes away from you. You're on high stress alert. All of a sudden, this rich foreign bitch and her fucking camera crew come on your escape bus to start asking you questions, taking up room and time and time where other refugees can get out. They're like, get the fuck off. Get out of here. You yeah, why are you talking to her? Let's just yeah. go. No, no, don't worry. I am a uh, person with microphone that says news yeah. into television camera. <laughs> What is that okay, called they're, again? They're very stressed. Tell me quickly. Jordan are you all right? I'm all right. I, uh, like, oh, oh, they're very stressed. They're very stressed. Uh, but I'm not going to stop. I still need to, I need yeah. to do my job. Yeah. Well, she's also stressed, yeah, man. She's okay, got deadlines. Don't worry. Okay. They're, they're very stressed. Tell me quickly. Are you yeah, right, all right? I'm all right. And how, how many people are trapped I in there? Legalized. Yeah. yeah. British. 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 Uh, how many uh, more cannabis can legalized in Britain? <laughs> uh, uh, cannabis legalized in Britain? <laughs> I don't know whether cannabis, a cannabis is licensed. How does I'm she not know that? She lives there. About. How many civilians are nice still journalist. there, do you think? Uh, I think not many uh, those who can't uh, like, you know, defend themselves. Right, there, but there are still substantial civilians there. Yeah, yeah. Showing me like it's so Look, gross to show these people and like them very, you know, like they the Ukrainians are their... strong people. He's asking, Picture "Are you all right, taken. sir?" But she's yeah. like exploiting, they're, they're, she's like right. reverse exploiting them, like exploiting how noble they are. But still, yeah. they didn't ask for that either. But I think it's just funny that she's there with this fucking like SWAT gear and whatever the fuck the helmet, and the guy's just like he just has a hoodie on, you know, <laughs> <He's> like, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> Not scared at all. Well, This guy just reminds me of like these like high junior high kids in our neighborhood <laughs> growing up. Yo, blaze yeah. it, draw, blaze the draw, bro. Four twenty. <laughs> blaze it, blaze it. He thought he probably found like a kindred spirit. Like none of these Ukrainian <laughs> bitches I live with want to talk about weed with me, but this lady knows what's up, and then she wasn't into it either. <laughs> no. This poor fucking guy. He's like a teenage Yakov Smirnov. He's like, I was like, oh, I'm going to talk about the weed with the Western now. <laughs> and then she doesn't, you know, she doesn't oh. talk about it. He's like so disappointed. And I like it. Like, probably... Go ahead. Uh, blue jeans and the Kim Kardashian. <laughs> Those are probably like the only English words he knows. Yeah. Like he's only prepared to have a weed <laughs> conversation. So he's like, finally, I get to test this shit out. And the person wasn't receptive. Rob, you needed to be on the front lines there so you could have talked to him. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I would have brought him a joint. Like, here, chill out, man. An indica, because a sativa, you're already so high anxiety. The sativa would just elevate that. So I'd want a nice <laughs> body high for them to just chill and be like, oh, we're going to be. But then right. they'd be slower yeah. in escaping and they'd be more susceptible to getting blown up. He, um, he fully learned English from uh, Half Baked, the movie. <laughs> <laughs> That's all he knows. Tell me, you ever suck dick for weed? In, in UK, you suck dick for cannabis? You ever touch munitions on weed? <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh man. Sad that that guy ended up dying. Oh, John Stewart. <laughs> oh, the other guy in the school bus. And Bob Saget. Oh, okay. Cool. <laughs> so many, so many casualties in this story somehow. It's tragic. Shame. So. All right, and then there's this video, uh, also from over there. I guess this is a, a Ukrainian woman. Is it Ukrainian or Russian? I couldn't really tell what she because it seems like she's speaking Russian, not Ukrainian. I mean, yeah, well, I, I feel like Ukrainians, both. yeah, Ukrainians know how to speak Russian, and so they're yeah, probably true. they're probably doing it to like for a wider audience. But also, isn't that like? Do they really? Ha- is it that different, Ukrainian? And yes, Russian? it's very different. It's like it's like Portuguese and Spanish. Oh, oh yeah, you didn't mention that to me once. Ну что, Николаевские наши власти? Теперь здравствуйте вам, Ким, Синкевич. Что ж вы суки конченые? Оставили нас без света. Уже вторые сутки. Вы ж нас кинули. Ваши пидорасы вот эти вот, ваши пидоры. Вы знаете, я не буду говорить, где мы находимся. I know пидор is a bad word. Uh, well, you know, in English, there's the word pederast. In oh, Russian, okay. it's the yeah. same. It's the uh, same, but it's it's basically slang for uh, child fucker. The well, no, it doesn't mean that. It actually just means the f word, like the oh. not fuck, but you know. Yeah, she's saying you shot our our Ukrainians. So she's she's identifying as a Ukrainian. But she's saying that Ukrainian troops are the ones doing it. If you look at the oh, I see. tweet, it says Ukrainian troops shelling their own cities. Right. Oh, she's a conspiracy right. theorist. Yeah. <laughs> I oh mean, she's goodness. there. I don't know. If she, this could be bullshit. But I she, mean, yeah, is she there? Yeah. How do we know she's there? Yeah. Is she, like, what's what? You know, what what evidence is she showing? I'm not a hundred percent sure. That's not my mom, and my mom's in Brooklyn right now. So. Испортили нам нету света. Вторые сутки они перебили. Не Россия. there isn't any light in an extremely well lit room. Well, it's daytime, maybe. <laughs> is it? She should have well, waited six hours to do this and like yeah. lit a candle or something. <laughs> so she's saying Ukrainian troops are fucking with Ukrainian citizens. They cut they cut their light and all this stuff. And <laughs> oh, no. I'm not sure I could translate some of this stuff because it's so vulgar. Too vulgar for the live cast. Our assholes. And the gondola is like a condom, but like it's kind of said as a pejorative. Our assholes, these condoms. Translation in the in the in the tweet below, I think it says they're fucking us without a condom or something. No, no. Uh and then she calls them the F word again, not fuck. She's like, you're not our people. Get the fuck out of here. (laughs) 
Uh, Vaughn is like, go sit on my like the little transition like, is like, go off. sit on my dick, but it's like, fuck off. Yeah. <laughs> so we won't see you, you fucking condoms, basically. I've never heard condoms used like that. Gundam. I've totally heard like Gundam, bled. You know, I've never heard that before. <laughs> oh, absolutely, I've heard it as a pejorative. Иначе если нам, блядь, не включат свет сегодня, мы вас. And if you motherfuckers don't uh, turn on the lights for us, будем пиздить, как пиздили тиктоки россиян, блядь. We're gonna start robbing like they robbed. I don't know where. Where did she say? Like it's somewhere else. Наших солдат будем пиздить. Уберите их нахуй от наших жилых домов. She's saying we're gonna start robbing our soldiers. Get them the hell out of our houses. Мы вы люди, блядь. We're Хули вы нам не защищаетесь? <laughs> She got flustered. She's like, all right, that's so enough. Oh, oh my god. It really is just flashbacks to my mom yelling at me for not doing my homework. It really yeah, is absolutely. so Especially traumatic. She got off on her, her rant on, on calling them gondons. Where's the condoms <laughs> like, in there? I got, I, got, I got triggered. Oh, it's uh, used condoms. Fuck. She specified. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That, make, that <laughs> makes sense. That makes sense. Yeah, it's like a... But, I mean, a gondon, there's no like... Uh, differentiation between a fresh and a used gondon in the uh, in the way she said it, but I guess <laughs> in the slang way, like to be an insult, it's like a fresh condom is not insulting. But if you're calling a, someone a used condom, what a fun society though, where just the concept of a condom is insulting. Mm. <laughs> He's like the raw dog in Let's go. In I Russia, can't. we like the raw dog. It, but in the West, we have condoms. I'm so jealous. The raw dogs of Chernobyl. <laughs> I do want to. I do want to say, as someone who speaks both English and Russian, in terms of intelligent, like clever, over-the-top ways to insult people, the Russian language is far superior to English. Like there are some incredible, like, like brutal shade you can throw with like two words <laughs> it's pretty wonderful oh, delightful um the weed yeah. guy should have hooked that lady up calm her down a little bit and uh i just gotta say that woman would be a lot less angry if only uh, i had breastfed her if i was her mother <laughs> she would not be on such a rant Got that vintage seltzer coming out of your nips. If only I had Dinklage nips, uh, <laughs> I could produ produce more vintage seltzer. That's a call. That call back to our Patreon episode that is coming out, which soon. is happening in the future. So it's a call forward, oh. right? If you think about it, mm -hmm. uh, yeah, we're putting out on the fifteenth. Let's talk about our Patreon for a moment. Uh, on the fifteenth, we're putting out a new episode. We watched this movie. Tiptoes, starring <laughs> Gary Oldman playing a dwarf, For some and uh, also Peter Dinklage is in the movie. Great cast: Matthew McConaughey, Kat, Kate Beckinsale. It's really an all-star cast. With Patricia Arquette, shitty, Patricia Arquette. That's right. With the the worst plot ever. It's no plot. Brutal... Is that three Oscar winners? In this fucking movie? Gary Oldman, Patricia Arquette. Did McConaughey win for Dallas Buyers Club or no? Oh, yeah, he did win, yeah. Or did yeah, only yeah. Leto win? 
No, no, no. McConaughey definitely won to know. That's three Oscar winners. Jesus fucking Christ. Mm-hmm. And Dinklage got shafted. <laughs> I don't know. When he played that giant. <laughs> Maybe he'll win for Cyrano. Is he nominated? Maybe know. not. I don't know. They give him a little, uh, they give him a little award. Oh, come on. <laughs> oh, come uh, on. After all the jokes we made during that movie. That's okay. That that's not in public. You got to pay for that. Okay. So that's coming out this cuz of supply chain issues. They couldn't afford all the gold for the full-size Oscar. Oh. So it's not his height, Rob. So you just yeah. jump to conclusions. It's, it's the Canadian fault. truckers. They deliver all the gold <laughs> yeah. for the uh, for the awards. They tied it up. You're a heightist, Rob. <laughs> well, he would be. He's fucking eight feet tall. It's true. Mm-hmm. Piece of shit. I can't even see down there. <laughs> he didn't know who Peter Dinklage was because you can't see him. Mm-hmm. It's true. <laughs> uh, yeah, so we got that. <laughs> uh, already posted this month is a bonus episode about the decline of Western civilization. We've got so many great episodes in the can from the past uh we do watch alongs we do roundtables where we all watch a movie beforehand and then we talk about it like we've done a roundtable about the matrix uh quadrilogy we've done one about uncut gems which was one of my favorite ones that we've done what other roundtables have we oh we did one about like sequel oh oh my god brutal uh the space jam movie and then uh yeah we've also done a watch along of until the light takes us where people are way too complimentary of varg Mm. Yeah, and we did a roundtable about Lords of Chaos, Bubba Hotep. Bubba yeah. Hotep, that's right. And uh, not too long ago, we actually did a watch along of one of our favorite movies to talk about, Out for Justice. <laughs> Sid has a story about it in a moment, but you can watch all of these. You have access to all of our bonus episodes. We put out two a month at Patreon.com/slash RIP Alivecast, and uh, we hope you can join us there. We we appreciate the support. Oh, and we also, yeah, we've done the Pantera Doc, but I don't think we did that on the uh, Patreon. I believe those are free. And no, there are our first, very first Patreon Oh, that was? episode, okay. maybe? Uh, well, you can catch them all. And there's also some watch-alongs in our archives, uh, which you can get on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Get a little taste of it. I believe we posted some of the Patreon episodes for free, even. Like, the Matrix Roundtable is free. And uh, I believe our Mike Francesa deep dive yeah. <laughs> You got to check that out on the Patreon. That's free too. Yeah, there is some free content as well. If you go to patreon.com slash RIPL livecast, we do have some unlocked videos that yeah, you can check out. You can see There's what a... you're in store for if you pay. I think it was maybe Dusty Rhodes Muffler in the Discord this week shared a funny Mike Francesa clip that I'd never heard before that maybe we could play. Yeah, definitely yeah. I'll look that up. But uh, tell us your out for justice story. Very briefly. So I'm, I took my mom to a doctor visit this week. And my, mom. Sitting... my mom. My <laughs> mom. And uh, I'm sitting in the waiting room and it's me and this one like older dude just sitting waiting and he pulls out his phone and I hear like he just starts watching a movie on his phone, which is already obnoxious. Like mm-hmm. get headphones, like no headphones, just straight up playing a movie. And it turns out he's all of a sudden I just hear anybody seen Richie? <laughs> like, Wait, what? <laughs> and so this motherfucker's like in the middle of out for justice. Mm. And just, a, just in a doctor's yeah. waiting room. Yeah, well, I actually shouldn't like, say that because that's like every two minutes. And what are the fucking odds? It was I had to, I did like a triple take. Well, you're like, like Dave Mustaine with the number thirteen popping up. Out for justice. <laughs> everywhere I go, everywhere I go. Maybe this is like mere, mobile mere blocks for where the movie was filmed. <laughs> it was stunning development. 
He probably thinks it's a documentary. <laughs> he, maybe he was an extra and he was an old guy, so it's possible. But it was just like, of all the things that this old man could have been watching on his fucking phone, mm-hmm. Out for Justice in the year 2022. Mm-hmm. How is that even on a phone to be watched? <laughs> he, he was Richie. You found him. <laughs> It's so fucking strange. By the way, Rob said that we have a bunch of episodes in the can. You mm. can watch them in the can. Take your That's phone true. in there. Try not Just don't Patreon. drop it. Yeah. It's why most newer phones are waterproof for oh, really? up to 20 minutes. So are they dookie proof? <laughs> I mean, you'd have to clean it off. But... It's just gross to get it out yeah. more so than you the get phone it to your face. Yeah. I would never trust you sanitize it. it. No matter how much I sanitize it, it would just come into my mind. Yeah. I did drop a phone in a public toilet once. Oh no! But I hadn't, uh, I hadn't like used it. It was fresh water, so even though it's still a little questionable, but yeah, but Lily, yeah, at least there wasn't a floater. But my phone, I, I wasn't a new phone. This was like ten years ago, so mm. it didn't work so great after that. Yeah. So I do want to share. Uh, Sid actually took a photo of. Uh, oh yeah. The out for justice. There's the guy there is. just watching out for justice in doctor's waiting room. It was kind of pointless to say on the show, but he looks exactly like a poker guy. <laughs> like no one's gonna get it. The splitting, spitting image. Very surprising. He was waiting. His ride was very late. He kept checking in with the receptionist to see, and then he'd just go back and watch out for justice some more. Anybody seen the doctor? It was amazing because I was in the waiting room for quite a while. So after he left, I was like, okay, so what's on the TV? And it was. uh... Not for justice. No. (laughs) First, it was Wendy Williams, but she's not hosting the show. I guess she's retired or sick or something. So it was hosted by Finesse Mitchell and the lady who played the prostitute in that one episode of Curb Your Enthusiasm where he needs somebody to carpool with to the baseball game. So the two of them were hosting. It was very strange. And then it was the Nick Cannon show, which, holy shit, the Nick Cannon show is really bad. Oh, my God. What is it? What's the format? It's just a daytime talk show, but it's Nick Cannon trying to be clever and fun, and it's just painful. Nick Cannon trying to be Ellen, basically? Yes. Yes. So, wait, they kept the name The Wendy Williams Show, even though she's gone from it? At well, I now. think it's just for this season there because she announced that she's retiring because she's sick and they're giving it to Sherry. What's her name? Sherry Shepard. Oh. Sherry Shepard. Yes. And How so do you know so much Sherry Shepard. I just see honestly all through headlines. I, I have not read anything about this, but I've yeah. just seen retweets about it. Her, that show is awful. Like she's so weird. She's so awkward. She's hashtag iconic. But I bet she's better than Finesse Mitchell and that other lady. Oh, Kim just... Kim Whitley? Kim Watley? Something? I don't remember. I don't know. Who uh, gives a fuck? If, uh, if Wendy Williams, if you're listening, give us a call. 213. Yeah. Why not? It's 213-943-3688. Oh, we have, um, I think. Uh, hold on. Uh-oh. We have a caller. What? Ну что, Николаевские наши власти? Теперь здравствуйте вам. Ma'am, what's your name? Where are you from? It's the Russian Wendy Williams. 
Ваши шпидорасы вот эти вот, ваши oh, no. Вы знаете, я не буду говорить демократию. Oh, oh, Вы гандоны, блядь. So what did Mike Francesa say? Oh, yeah. Oh, did you send me that clip? Hold on. We'll get to that. Ваши пидорасы вот эти вот, ваши пидоры. Вы знаете, я не буду говорить, где мы нахуй. That's not, that doesn't sound like Mike. That's more Mad Dog. <laughs> Mad Dog Ruski. <laughs> I don't get it, Mike. They're killing their own people. They're killing their own people. I saw it yesterday. All right, here we go. So this is very confusing to me because it appears to be like I guess Francesa just had ESPN on and was doing commentary on muted ESPN college basketball. <laughs> For some he, reason, he does that. Like he'll, he'll if there's a day baseball game, he's like, "Oh, this guy just hit a home run." Okay, okay, okay. They're ahead now. Okay, okay. But I've never seen this before. Twelve seconds left. Spread the floor. Up top with the ball, off the dribble. We're going to get a three here. Long three, no good. Rebound, and another three, and it's good. Oh! Shot the three, got the offensive rebound, kicked it back out for the three. They hoist it up, and since it... Oh, my God! <laughs> he, sounds oh, like, he sounds like Teddy from Bob's Burgers. With two-tenths of a second left... <laughs> I got to see if it's good. He banked it in from like 50, Hold 60 on, feet to tie the game. He, they go back. He, they hoist it up and since it. Oh, my God. Stubbed his toe. With two tenths of a second left. I got to see if it's good. He banked what it. What happened was like he, saw 50, some, 60 he saw out the to... window. He saw somebody just got the last Diet Coke from the vending machine. <laughs> and he was planning on doing it once this game ended. He's just like for the three, they hoist it up and since it. Oh my god! <laughs> oh, ho! Well, he had money With on two the tenths of a second. Yeah. Oh my god! Oh my god! <laughs> I love that. Oh my god! Oh my god! Oh my god! <laughs> he knows that you can just turn that game on and just watch the real yeah. announcers, right? They call the game. Oh, but Frances after dark. The the best way to describe Joe DiMaggio oh, is no. he was a penis with a man hanging from it. <laughs> oh dear people. Uh, listen, I'd come in a second. Well, you know what? It, all all, you, all you need is one all you need is one guy to come. That's what you need. You need one guy to come. I knew that Lajuan was coming quick. And Lajuan came so fast. Uh, he hasn't come fast enough. I want $10 million or I'm telling everybody that I had sex with you. No, I want to pound a guy when no one's pounding him. I want to be the only one pounding a guy. They're going to see him basically with his pants around his ankles is what they're going to see with hookers. I, I remember how big Ewing was. He was underneath and I was underneath doing it with him, doing oh, it with, what? you know, uh, it's like Perlman or doing it with, uh, you know, whoever make it a uh, Liberace or pick anybody you want. And then doing what? it with uh, Derek Jeter or doing it with Tiger Woods. Dog and I did talking about Mariah Joe, Carey? Joe Frazier a couple of times. They are just studs. They are in incredible shape, you know, and God. you're going to have to play with those guys. I mean, 
rock hard. It's it's abnormally hard. They're, they're, they're just relentless. They just keep coming. They just keep coming. They're not going to get tired. But he's come so fast. Oh, he's coming so fast. Such a load. And it's incredibly creamy and delicious. Very, very wet and, and big pussy. But he can't finish guys off. I have not seen the peepees. And what, what would get you excited? It's illegal to do that to a horse. What? There's a lot of guys I would say yes to. He gave it to me for nine innings. Just ran. I'm telling you, up one side, down the other side for nine innings he gave it to me. Whoever that guy is in the audience, he knows who he is. I don't know who he is. He gave it to me for nine innings that night. He rode me. He gave, oh, man, he let me have it for the whole game. I got it a lot of times that a couple of weeks there where I went places. I got it where I got it in a restaurant. I got, it happens. You know, it doesn't happen luckily much, but you know what? That time I took it. What do I do? <laughs> what do I do? Back after this. Oh my God. Yeah. At back after this with the AFTA. If you want to watch great content like that. Is he happy that the baseball lockout is over? Who, Mike or back yeah. after this? Mike. <laughs> no. Actual Mike. I haven't heard his uh, refrain on that issue. I, I'm sure it gives him stuff to talk about other than the owners just being dickheads. Was he even on the owner's side? Probably was. I, I would think he was. Let's gonna, let, I'm going to look at his Twitter and see what he I'm going to predict. Uh, you, right tell, him. you determine if I'm wrong. Play a little game show. I'm going to say his stance was both the owners and the players are being silly. And they're being both being greedy. They should get together and do something. Like he's not neither side. They're both wrong. Is my prediction. I'm not seeing anything. Oh my god. Or at least nothing since the lockout has ended. Which is how does he not comment on that? Uh, the most recent baseball tweet is from February 28th. He says Manfred makes enormous mistakes on the public stage, but very few on the labor front. That is why he has a job. So seems like he's team owners. Yeah, he's well, he's right on that. I mean, his a lot of people like Manfred's ruining baseball. Like, what do they think the commissioner is like a neutral, you know, neutral party that makes things great for sandlots across America? Like he's the owner's lackey, yeah. like he's their boy. Yeah, like that's what they're supposed to do. Like he's doing his job. The, the, the MLB, the players have the MLB PA and the owners yeah. have the commissioner and they go head to head. Yeah. Let's go, Mets. Let's go, Mets. Where are they going? World Series, hopefully. Yeah. Okay. Be nice. But just to even see them play would be nice at this fucking point. Yeah. Was it April seventh? Now I believe yeah. so. Uh. Well, didn't didn't our a friend of ours have a baseball? Oh, oh yeah. A baseball rant. I hope it's still up because he tends to delete his videos sometimes. Oh, no. But Mark B. Uh, did a rant about he's one of the felt cute might delete later kind of people yeah although i don't know how cute he feels (laughs) (laughs) he's cute let's see little teddy bear it's his most recent one is this is it 11 minutes um yeah i think he did a note i think it's the second to the last one okay let's see i can tell you what day it is okay i got it There we go. Do you hear it? No. I don't hear anything. Oh. Okay, hold on. Well, I don't want to show his face. No. Uh, Even though it's very cute. It is. 
By the way, I know no one but Sid and I care about this, but the Mets home opener is Jackie Robinson Day when they will be wearing 42. Nice. nice. April 15th. Very excited. Me too. I have. I don't know if I. No, I can't hear it yet. Oh. I have a. Uh, I've been going to opening day with my mother uh, every year since 1983, and I have a very. I'm very proud of that streak. So, didn't go in 2020, but I don't count that. Yeah. I didn't let anybody yeah. in the building. I tried. I don't. Did I ever mention this to you? I tried. I like. I called up the Mets and I said, like, how much I got to pay you? Just let me inside with a press pass or something. So just rig it. Cause I just want, I, I'll stay for one inning and leave. I don't catch. I want to say that I was at the game. So I keep my streak mm-hmm. intact. And the guy I spoke to was very nice. And he was like, you know, I wish I could do something for you. It's the government is on our ass. And like, I would sneak you in if I could, it's a very touching story, but I, I'll, I will get fired. And anyone who lets you do that will get fired. Kyrie get- Irving tried the same thing. <laughs> Well, yeah, he's allowed to sit in on the bench now. He, yeah, <laughs> but he can't play in the game. He can he can move five feet towards. The, that just shows you what fucking coronavirus policy in this country is like. It's very confusing. I keep seeing every day that like th- this week is the week they're going to change that rule, and then it. It's the only NBA city in the country. There's 31 teams. Actually, the Knicks because they're also in New York, but Toronto. Toronto. No, Tor- oh, Toronto. Kyrie can't play there either. Oh, all right. I was wrong. But still, I mean, come on. A different country. 28 teams allow the players to play. I mean, what are we doing here? Yeah. Do you hear it? No. Do you hear it? My opinion on the baseball situation. And I couldn't do it when I said I was because I had had a nasty stomach bug that's going around. (laughs) I'm all better. Oh. I'm fine. So let's so let's roll. Let's roll. Tough. As everybody knows by now, baseball has been locked out for the past couple of months because these million-dollar fucking piece of garbage asshole players. Oh, who are worth millions and millions and millions of dollars. Now hold on. Uh, for those of us who don't really follow, can you explain in like one or two sentences what's going on? Mayor Sarinsky. Okay. Uh, well, th- the issue at this time, because this was about a week or- and more ago, uh, the owners, um, there were every few years, the players and the owners get together and in every sport, really, and they negotiate a, co- uh, a collective bargaining agreement. It's like a, they have a union and they say, these are the parameters by which we think we can be paid fairly and uh, these are the benefits we need and blah, blah, blah. And the just owners, the rules of the game, like right. everything gets The rules of the game. And, and uh, the owners say, we want to give you less because that's what they do. And then they meet somewhere in the middle. So that expired this year. So they had no mm-hmm. collective bargaining agreement. They got together and they were locking horns. And it got so bad that they couldn't agree on anything and it delayed the season by a week and it was dragging on and on and on and that's what he's reacting to here so the so the owners want to basically they the players at the by the end of this were just basically bargaining to get back to the place where they were last year that's how bad it was like that and that's basically what they agreed to with some minor owners made some minor concessions but they got the players kind of caved i would say because they really just wanted to get paid this year they didn't want all these you know, a lot of them do make $40 million a year. A few of them make tons and tons of money, but most of them, 
the majority are not millionaires. They might make 400K, 500K, 2 million. And they, they you know, for them to sit out is not really benefit. Like they only, you say, oh, 2 million is a lot of money, but they only get to make that money for 10 years. And you got to make as much as you can while you can. And ultimately, yeah. so while yes, two, you have to put everything into context to the layman, $2 million, it's like, oh, what are you complaining about? Right. But if you look at how much money the sport is making, how much money these owners are making and these owners are making like the owners would not have a game without the players. There would be no league without these players. So the players need to be taken care of. I just looked it up. So for him to be calling these millionaires selfish just shows a, a a textbook misunderstanding of what's going on. So uh, NFL and NBA players have uh, benefited from revenue growth as their collective bargaining agreements directly tie player compensation to revenues. Players in both leagues are guaranteed roughly 50% of revenue through their respective salary caps. That means half of the revenue that the NBA gets has to go to the players. Mm -hmm. And uh, with baseball's collective bargaining agreement, they have no mechanism that ties salary to revenue. So while MLB... Yeah. While MLB teams added well over $1 billion in total avenue revenue between 2015 and 2019, salaries barely budge. That means the owners are making out like bandits and yep. not sharing any of the profit with the players, who, again, Absolutely. are the whole reason there is a freaking game. Oh, he's going to get to that. And uh, this is my I'm trying to preface because he's going to get to this topic, but. I always hear this argument that like, well, teachers don't make any money or so-and-so doesn't make any money, uh, but why do these players want $40 million? And I keep reminding these people, your choices are not give it to the players or give it to a nurse. <laughs> it's the players or the owners keep more of it. Yeah. Those are your yeah. two options. Yeah. So which one to... is worse? And your, your uh, teachers aren't getting paid enough because... Your city spent that money on a new stadium for the owner who refused to pay for it and threatened to leave the city if your right. city didn't build it for him. So they once again it ties back to the sports owners. Great point. I will say one thing about how one. New York did it. New York did it correctly because they made the two teams pay it back with interest. Yeah, uh, a lot of these cities don't even do that. They just give them a gift. Yeah, it's absurd. More money. Now, we have players in baseball that are making hundreds and hundreds and thousands and millions of dollars. <laughs> making hundreds. All, of the, player, all of the domination. A couple years ago signed a $400 million contract. That's one player, though. Yeah. There's, there's so many players. That and he's not... still poorer than the poorest owner. Yeah. 100%. I believe that was for 11 years. Derek Jeter bought 1% of the Marlins. $100 million. <laughs> Dollars, okay. And he has the, and he has the nuts to ask for more. I don't think he's asking for more yeah. for himself. I right. think he's asking more for the other player. I think he's fine yeah. with the thirty-seven million. Yeah, a his year contract is locked in. Yeah, yeah. He can't he's, ask for more. He's, he's going to be forty-two more. the next time he can ask for more. Yeah. Again, but also like a fundamental misunderstanding of what's going on here. Uh -huh. Can I also add though, even if his understanding was correct and that player was asking for more, good. Give him more. Yeah. He deserves yeah. more. 
Meanwhile, there are countries who have never seen that kind of money. <laughs> I don't think that's true. We have homeless veterans. I think even Liechtenstein. Families oh, that are important. barely Go eating. Back. And this no good son of a bitch and his friends. He's saying there's veterans that are barely eating, but this guy wants more. Like, how is that correlated? Like, that money is not going to. He's not yeah, taking no. money away from homeless veterans. Yes, he is, Rob. That veteran can't go to a game and buy nachos now. These greedy fucks yeah, poor are asking Radish. for more money. The basic contract in Major League Baseball, for those of you who don't know, is about $3.5 million. Mm-hmm. Not a year, right? I don't think that's true. Yeah. Definitely not a year. And it's not enough for them? Fuck you. <laughs> also, can I say Go Harold Radish is only malnourished because... Our friend here keeps stealing his lunch when they get together, and he just oh. eats his oh. sandwich. That explains a lot. You are being ridiculous and retarded. Oh, oh come oh, on now. Come I on. didn't know they said You are making more money than most people see in four lifetimes. Okay. What about the owners? There are families of four that are starving so bad. Never mentions the owners. That they have to beg. Not only do they have to make food banks, but they have to... Also, aren't, like, players way more charitable with their time and money than the owner? What the fuck are the owners doing for these poor people? Like, players have food drives, they do donations, they do toy drives. Mm -hmm. They might fire off a check for tax purposes. That's about it. The the government. What's Carl Polad doing for Harold Radish? For food. (laughs) Forget about paying their bills. Did he stop? He What's very happening? Upset. So here's how we're going. So here's what I'm going to do personally. Oh, what's he going to do personally? Oh, no. As much as I'm a baseball fan, as much as I support the Yankees, I do watch the Twins. I do watch the Mets. I do watch baseball. The Twins? Not anymore. Uh-oh. That's it. This is his protest. You lost his dollar. Major League Baseball can kiss my ass. <laughs> but I isn't he be... just punishing the poor I owners? I am done. Yes. I get the baseball network. I'm going to cancel the prescription. (laughs) I will not be taking MLB as medicine anymore. I will not be seeking out refills at the pharmacy of my MLB prescription. Did he correct himself? No, I thought I heard him correct himself. No. Go back. (laughs) I am done. I get the baseball network. I'm going to cancel the prescription. Even though it's free. Prescription, sorry. Okay. Um, I have all sorts of baseball jerseys. I'm never going to wear them. He's going to burn them. That's because I I need a 7XL now. (laughs) (laughs) They don't fit anymore. Never going to wear them. I have Yankee t-shirts, twin t-shirts, Mets t-shirts. Never going to wear them. Never. You you don't leave the house anyway. This is ridiculous. Is he going to donate all that? You are making jackasses of yourselves in front of your (laughs) family. Yeah, make a little and uh, the more that you don't tent for play, Harold Radish to sleep the in. The more fans will not go to ballpark. Uh-oh. He's breaking down the business now. It's already bad enough that we can't afford to go to one game. Oh, the ticket prices I went are to because Yankee of the Stadium a couple of years ago. And it was ridiculous. I was thinking about going to Polo O'Neill Day with the Yankees. Not anymore. Sorry, Forget Paul. about that. Forget about that. Fuck you, Paul. You're a player. 
We have veterans in my hospital who are starving. Okay. Why? We yeah, have people. I don't who understand. Come... Is that isn't that a failure of your hospital? Should yeah. your hospital be? <laughs> yeah, you cook the food. That's his job. He's the chef. He really is the chef at a oh veterans God. hospital. You cook the food. If they're They'd starving, that's starve. on you, buddy. I, I love that one of the comments is the power of your words are amazing. <laughs> yeah, it did, Darren, did you say that? Are you just, no, well, I actually Darren commented something else. I broke my rule of never commenting on a, on a Mark B post because I had to say something because he was so fucking wrong uh-huh. that I just basically said what we're saying now. And did he respond to it? No, I was. Uh, ho- I said it while he was live. I just happened to look at the video and I was hoping to engineer him into saying something to me. Yeah, because he has say, "Hey, bro, Brian, how you doing?" You know, <laughs> you, you wanted was, that shout out. I wanted the <laughs> shout out to, so we could have content. <laughs> but it didn't work. It didn't work. Or from war, who get no money, no mm-hmm. homes. No, nothing. And you motherfuckers want millions more? I don't get it. Again, those two things, not related. You're going to put your own sport out of business. That's what (laughs) you're going to do. They have have billion-dollar contracts. They're fine. There's not going to be a Major League Baseball if you keep this nonsense up. Uh, It is time for baseball players to understand. You cannot have these kind of contracts. The thing that's so mind-blowing to me about this is there's hundreds of thousands, if not millions, of Marks who are Marks who have these kind of takes that are so, so off-base, but they're so sure of themselves. Oh, yeah. And there's a whole industry of sports radio with these people. It's, It's so insane. They repeat back what's on the sports radio and on ESPN shows because there's a, again, we've been talking about social capital this whole show. There's a social capital to knowing this stuff, like having a strong opinion because they see the guy or they hear the guy on the radio having the strong opinion. You got to bring that into your poker game or into your workplace, your water cooler, and you got to show what a smart, knowledgeable sports fan you are. You got to have a strong opinion. And they just, but they can't, they don't actually dissect the issue and think no, about it. No. They, so they, they use what they heard on the radio as a stand in for like having intellectual thoughts. Anyway, these players, the players are so greedy. Anyway, let's move on to our Spotify playlist. Oh. Hmm. Uh, every week, we uh, pick a few songs uh, that we think you should check out. And we add them to our playlist, which we call the RAPL Livecast Music Break. You can just search Livecast Music Break on Spotify. And um, this week I put the new Meshuggah Signal Light the Shortening Fuse on. And um, during my travels, I was very excited because I got an advanced promo of the new You still get that even though you're not industry anymore? That's right. Wow. Uh, I got some connects still. And uh, what's so funny is Matriga is so protective with these promos that it self-destructs after six listens. I only get six listens until the album comes out. Uh, but the new album is very, very good. I really, really like it. And p- half of it is like Matriga sounding like Matriga, like what you would expect from them. And then half of half it is actually trying something a little more experimental and interesting. 
a little speedier, a little slower. So they released their first single. It's excellent. And uh, that, that was my pick. Derinsky, what did you pick? I played a song called Fundamental by Puya. That's like a Oh, you and uh, you and my good friend Jose Mangan, both big Puya. Oh, no. Oh, yeah. it, well, I could definitely see Jose Mangan liking this and Sid Absolutely. hating this. They're one of his uh, all-time favorites. It's like um, they're Puerto Rican, and they're, it's like a prog metal, but also with salsa and like, you know, very traditional Puerto Rican dance music. And it don't fucking match. It. I'm sorry. And it does it does somehow it works. Like if I heard that on paper, what I just said, yeah, I would say that sounds like it sucks, but it's really good. It's like hard also hardcore type vocals. Uh it's just it's like a whole it's kind of discordant at times and then melodic at times. It's very good. Very good bands. I approve. I don't love Jose Mangan though. That's Rob's territory. I love Jose Mangan. Did you crash his <laughs> place when you were in LA? No, but I did see him. It was nice to see him. We caught up. He recognized you? <laughs> yeah, he did. We we drank some tequila. That was nice. That I was love so him. And some mezcal. It's so problematic the way you pronounce that shit, man. Well, any, <laughs> any foreign word. <laughs> but especially like Spanish words tequila. for some reason. What? Uh, we were talking about uh, Jose's good friend, Robert Trujillo. Oh. <laughs> Jesus Christ, man. What? That's how you say his name. No, it's not how I say his name. That's how you're supposed to say his name. It's Trujillo. Uh, nah, no. Trujillo. <laughs> you say it like a Telemundo host. Trujillo. All right, I'm going to stop. Uh, and Sid, what did you pick? What was your spot? Um, I picked a song by the band R.E.M. I picked the oh, song of them. that describes a thing I would never in a million years consider doing, night swimming. It's one of their prettiest songs. And, and R.E.M. Oh. is a band that I think of often because... It feels like they've almost entirely disappeared from pop culture. You never hear them referenced. You never hear their songs and stuff anymore. I, I can't remember the last time I saw somebody in like an R.E.M. shirt. But they were, for a while in the 90s, they were like the biggest band on the fucking planet. And it, it, it's like they've ceased to exist in any meaningful way anymore. And it's really strange to me. Once in a while, I'll just think about like, why have we all agreed to just forget that that band existed? It's so strange. Yeah. But uh, yeah, they're they great. Actually, they had a lot of great songs. I agree. They came up uh, on the radio the other day on uh, Sirius XM, and uh, I was like, "Oh yeah, I love these guys. I haven't listened to them in a while, just because they went away." They exist. Yeah, but it's all not right. like there's new Nirvana songs, and you still see people in Nirvana shirts all the fucking time. Yeah, just weird. And uh, night swimming is what you were doing on that bed next to Lonnie when he uh, <laughs> oh. came on you intentionally. Oh no. Gross. I didn't know this, but Adam Scott and Scott Ackerman have an REM podcast. Yeah. Thank you, Columbia Neckbeard. I was actually listening to Adam Scott on a different podcast this week, and somebody brought that up, and they were talking about like the same thing. Like, why don't people really care about REM anymore? What happened? And it's just very confusing yeah, to what's everyone. The, what's the frequency, Kenneth? It's a great song. That was already on their decline, but it was still a very good song. I just because you're asking a question, so I thought of a question song. <laughs> Man on the Moon, great song. So many, so many. Yeah, great bands. Dusty Rose Muffler says it's because the singer looks like Moby. Come on, Moby looks like Michael Stipe. Michael Stipe came first. Get it fucking right. Yeah, and also you. having an ugly singer doesn't mean they're bad. Who cares? I don't even know that Michael Stipe was necessarily that ugly. He was sort of. Uh, a, you know, asexual sex symbol mm. of the 90s of that era. 
there were definitely worse looking people in music at that point. Bob, would you fuck Michael Stipe? No. You probably could if you'd wanted to. Let's say young Michael Stipe. He's like 70, so it's not. I mean, when he was in his No, he never did it for me. He never did it for me. The rest of the band is quite homely. But Michael Stipe, I thought, looked. He was fine for a front man of a, you know, Mm. alternative band. Fair enough. I always but say yeah. I suck at this game. I don't know what man is attractive. I always think I do, though. That's the thing. Like, I think I know. And then someone who's actually attracted to men is like, what the f- you're insane. What are you- Either one way or the other. Like, I think he is attractive. Oh, he's disgusting. Who do you think, think is the know. most attractive man? Like celebrity? Sure. <sighs> wow, that's tough. Um, I have a, a cliche answer, but Brad Pitt, I think, is attractive. That's Can't a pretty on. safe choice. Yeah, Where's I Brad Pitt. But that's what jumps to mind. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> Dusty Rhodes Buffler says the guy from Counting Crows. It's gonna be who would, who would, who would Darren fuck? That's a man. <laughs> you Adam Duritz. You want to get in on that? Duritzky, how are you? Come here. <laughs> okay, let me give you a kiss. You could be Eskimo siblings with Jennifer Aniston. Come here, let's <laughs> let's sit here and count some crows naked. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, oh. Count, oh, count no. his crow's feet. Mr. Jones, me, and you, and a threesome. <laughs> Strolling through the barrio. <laughs> and fucking. That's the episode <laughs> title. Strolling through the barrio and fucking. We're not allowed these curses, unfortunately. There were like four good ones. I don't, it's like a, the most we've had in a while. Uh, well, I think it's now time for our top live cast fans of the week. Every day at the end of the show, we like to give a little shout out. How do you become a top live cast fan of the week? Well, let me tell you about our Patreon once more. Patreon.com slash RAPL livecast. Ten bucks a month. You're a top live cast fan. You get access to all the $5 perks plus a little shout out. What are we doing? What are we doing, folks? What are we doing? What are you doing? doing it like that angry Russian woman? Eric the Gondon Pascal. Good, uh, Benjamin L. Duder, you know, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> then our Pashol Gun. I just really like throw a Peter in there. We need a Peter. Yeah. Cattle decaf the Peter blades. <laughs> Dallas. I don't really like Peter, but Dallas and Rob of Empiro. Hugo likes tacos. He did not wash me tacos. He lend the thanks. He look right. Oh, yeah. Corey and Scotty H, you're wonderful. <laughs> Say it in Russian. Uh, Say Russian, you're wonderful. Uh, compliment them in Russian, but make it sound terrible. We like You're good boys. Doug Pigman, Pigman, Douglas, who are you, Levison? Who are you? You're a gundon, bled. <laughs> hey, guys, it's Josh. <laughs> All right, that's our show. <laughs> 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 
Ваши ж пидорасы вот эти вот, ваши пидоры, вы знаете. Uh, I went right to pidor by accident, sorry. It's okay. Oh my God. Uh, that's our show. Thank you for tuning in. We love you and kiss you. And we'll be back next Saturday. Hopefully Goodbye. Bye. Доны, а вы пидоры, блядь. Мы не люди здесь. Выйди нахуй войска от наших домов, чтобы мы вас гандоном не видели. Иначе, если нам, блядь, не включат свет сегодня, мы вас будем пиздить, как пиздили в ТикТоке россиян, блядь.